You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Tuesday, April 27th, but it's not just any Tuesday because it's a Tony Tuesday. And we've got to talk about Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert's press conference. They addressed some pre-draft stuff. Lots of things were covered. We're going to get to all that right here on today's show, which you can subscribe to anywhere. Podcasts are hosted on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the Odyssey app, formerly known as Radio.com. And remember, rate us a five-star review with a positive comment. You get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So we had an exciting Monday with Dave Damashek on, on the show. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to it. It's a fun episode of Locked on Steelers. But today, as always, it's not just a Tuesday. It's a Tony Tuesday because Tony Zarino is back on the show. Tony, my man, how are you doing? Oh, listen, it's as I've told you many times in the past, Chris, this is my favorite week of the offseason. It's the Super Bowl of the offseason this week. Draft <laughs> starts on Thursday. I am hyped. I'm ready to go. How about you? Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm I'm hyped. I only have like three more days to do mock drafts. Like, you know? yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> How many mock drafts can you do in an off season? Uh, it turns out it's a lot. Yeah, quite a few. Turn t- turns out it's 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 a lot. I could probably do twenty a day. Yeah, and, and still and still be like mm, I could I could have done better. Uh, <laughs> but we've done on AFC North Talk. We've done I think three so far, and I've taken Jeez. a running back in the first round at every single one. One of them was Najee. One of them was Travis Etienne. One of them was Javante Williams. So there you go. There you go. You I, covered I, your I got bases. I got one. I got each of them once. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk to you about what uh, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin talked about in their press conference on Monday because it was a lot of things to say, and we're going to go over all of that in this show. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, of course, they addressed the running back position and the running game in general. And they Tama did kind of say is like, hey, like we've got the guys on the roster who yeah. can compete oh, and we can compete with. And it's less about adding personnel and more about, you know, addressing the schemes and how we use them. Um, but then in the same stroke, Kevin Colbert was like, if there's a running back in the first round that we think is a first round, great. We're going to draft the first round running right. back. Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot to kind of like parse through today. It was funny. They kept hitting on the idea. And I and I get what they were what they were getting at, which is, you know, because the NCAA did this thing this year where they allowed guys to come back for another year uh, because of the opt-outs, um, there's going to be less available uh, undrafted free agents, right? So, like, the back end of this year's draft is going to be less deep than normally would be. Um, and and I, I believe I read the stat on this. Normally there would be, I think, 1,100 draftable players in a class this year. I think there's somewhere around – 400 so mm-hmm. like it's considerably less uh players in this one so they had so they kept the roster you know quote unquote deeper that's where they kept saying like you know we could play chris we could play a game today we, you want us to go out there suit up today we'll play a game right now let's go who, who, who mm-hmm. you want us to face um they kept saying that now you know it's different between like yes they have guys who have nfl experience are there guys who you want in at you know at starter at certain positions and that's where i think a lot of Steeler fans myself included are a lot less comfortable <laughs> right and, and that's where i think everyone because as soon as that got said and people started posting the, the 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 plain comments to twitter like you know the play just like like the quote of what they said you know rant just 
it was just a wildfire. It's like, oh my gosh, they don't think they need a running back or an offensive line. Yeah. What is happening? And it's like, all right, everybody, calm down. Read between the lines. Yeah. They do this every year about every position. Right. Right. They always say, like, oh, you know, you know, what we have we have eight guys, so we think it all contribute. And it's like, all right, well, you're only you, you have eight draft picks, Kevin Colbert, but you're only gonna really, like, let's be honest, you're really only gonna keep like six or then maybe five, right? The back half of the the uh, draft class usually gets cut every year. And there's some undrafted guys who will make it over those players. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, 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 you're absolutely right. You have to read between the lines of this. You cannot take everything that they say at 100% face value. While they might say, look, you know, we're comfortable with, you know, with, with our veteran, you know, they call the running back room a veteran group. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think if you, yeah. yeah, if you really talk to Kevin Colburn, got them to really talk to you about that running back room, I guarantee you they're not super comfortable at the top of that group. Now, you know, do they have, Guys who fit that, you know, if you were going to go running back by committee, do they have the guys that fit the certain molds that you would want? Yes. But none of them are the type of player who you'd want to be an every down type player or a bell cow in any situation. So um, that's going to be an absolute need for this team. Come, and, come and, and to further point out what we're saying here, because what we're saying is that just because they said that they, oh, they're cool. That doesn't mean they're not drafting a running back or the offensive line. It's just their way of saying, hey, and if other NFL teams that are watching this, don't think that we're pigeonholing ourselves into the running back position, even though we kind of are. Yeah, even um, though we are. Right. And this is this is where, you know, look, it always gets said, right? The Steelers do best player available, best player available. And that's why Kevin Colbert said, you know, we're open. We're open at any position. It could be anyone. It could be literally anybody. Okay. But we know from experience, right? And you can go back to 2016. Right. Well, that was the year that they took Artie Burns directly after. Like everyone knew the Steelers wanted William Jackson. So did the Bengals. The Bengals took William Jackson. Right. And so, in order to believe that the Steelers really take best player available, then you would have to believe that the Steelers draft board was William Jackson, Artie Burns. Right. They are like yeah. really close 1A, 1B. No one believes that. Right. right. We, you could believe clearly they thought that Artie Burns was the next best corner and they prioritized corner in that class. But I don't mm -hmm. think anyone believes that, you know, they really thought that Artie Burns was the next best prospect on their board. No. Um, and so, yeah, th this team will have certain groups of players that I think they're going to be targeting, right? And I think you and I can both agree on this, Chris, right? Running back is going to be on that list. Offensive line is going to be on that list. Linebacker is going to be on that list and likely corner will be on that list as well. And I think if we're talking about, you know, the four position groups that you're likely to see this team take early, those, those are the four. Did I miss any? No, I think, yeah. Uh, running back lineman. Oh, center tackle, you know, either one. Yeah. Uh, linebacker and corner. Those are the, those are the top four concerns I think that the Steelers have. And, and again, furthering, it, it's it's like, I felt like when Kevin Colbert was saying these things, he was talking to me in code because <laughs> at one point, you know, he, you know, when they're talking about, yeah, we might not drive the running back, you know, we do, you know, we might not, and who knows? We, you know, we like the guys we ever, we, we can be better with the guys on the team. And then five minutes later, he says, you know, back in 2004, when we had Tommy Maddox, we were pretty confident that we could win some games with Tommy Maddox. So we weren't pressured to pick Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. That's <laughs> Kevin. We get what you're saying, man. It's like, look, we know what our needs are. We're just not saying outright please right. oh lord let right. us let us have this player because then every other team knows that we're saying please oh lord let us have this player yeah yeah I, i'm 100 with you on this one i think the steelers are going to prioritize fixing the running game right now whether that's through the running back in the first round or an offensive lineman in the first round i guess there's you know you can you can debate on that and certainly who steelers twitter is debating that right now um but i think it's going to be one of those two i i, I, I have a hard time Chris, especially even after listening to Colbert and Tomlin today, I have a hard time imagining what type of what type of player would still have to be on the board for the Steelers to not take either a running back or an offensive lineman at 24. 
I, I agree. It, it would have to be a Justin Fields or like, you know, a Micah Parsons. Like it, yeah. would, it would have to be someone so ridiculous that, oh my God, how'd this guy ever get close to 24? Right. Um, but but I'm, I'm kind of ruling out, you know, the Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes, Asante Samuels of the world, right? Guys who are yeah. maybe more of day two players. That, yeah, the, they fit the Steelers mold. Maybe they could be the pick at 24. I'm ruling those guys out at this point. Those guys are definitely day two guys for the Steelers. Yeah, they're, 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 they talked about a few different deep positions. I want to get to that talk because they did give us some insight on the draft talk and how they feel about different position groups. We'll get to that. But first, we've got to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. So, Tony, I want to get into the other parts of the analysis where they kind of talked about just, you know, again, they're not trying to give us too much information about who they're drafting. That's that's the whole not point of this but they're trying to give us a sense of okay yeah this is what the draft draft board is like this is what our war room's thinking um and they did give us insight one into the fact it's like look our big board's been set for quite some time <laughs> like like this, this this is the funny thing is that like i, I brought this up uh i think with dave damashek yesterday i was like you know everyone always talks about how Oh, now this guy's moving up the boards. Kellen Mond, he's in the second round now. That's us. That's that's the that's the writers. That's the people who don't you know don't have an entire staff of people scouting the country for the best football players. Right. Every, every, you know, all every week. So like that's that's different than these teams who have no had their 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 minds set on what happened for months now. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you start listening to you know guys who are connected, right? The Daniel Jeremiah's, the the Matt Millers of the world, yeah. right? When you start to see guys start to rise up their board or fall down their board, it's not because like Matt Miller turned on some extra film about a guy who's yeah. like, oh, you know what, this guy is really good. It's because they got a call likely from a scout or someone within mm-hmm. an organization that says, hey, you're like way, you're way too low on this guy, or you're way too high on this guy, and so then that that dictates guys you know falling or going up boards. These guys, like you said. You know, generally speaking, I think the Steelers have known. And when Colbert talks about this, he talks about you know knowing a year in advance, right? Who are the who are generally speaking our day one guys, our day two guys, and things can move, but they'll know years in advance. And then you know you get into the process, and that's when you start to rank them all. Uh, you know, the media guys are, are playing catch up this entire way. Yeah, totally. That, that that's what we're doing. I mean, we, again, like I can evaluate a thousand different things, but 
you know, if, uh, if, if these scouts who not only evaluate, but talk to these guys and get these other insights on them, that that's why I tell people like, listen, I do this as, as a job to, to cover the sport. If I was, if I was, if I was a scout, NFL scout, that'd be a different story. And you'd yeah. be hearing, you'd be hearing a lot more different things. From me. So, um, but the Steelers also revealed that they, they like certain position groups in this NFL draft class. Um, so, you know, it, they, they like the offensive line alignment uh, in here and how deep it is. They like the receiver group and how deep it is. They like the, they said running back and how deep it is, which that's interesting. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. yeah we got to talk about that. They, they said both linebacker and edge and corner. Um, they said that it was a so-so on safety quarterback and uh, tight end and thin slash limited on defensive line, which I think everyone would agree. This is just not the year to try and draft a defensive lineman really high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ones that, yeah. And, and that for the Steelers, right. I think that was why they really, first of all, that's why they made such a big push to get Alu Alu back. Right. I mean, it's why, you know, the, the organization just went full on, please come back with him and then bringing back Chris Wormley, right. Keeping that group from last year intact. Um, then even adding to it with uh, Abdullah Anderson in the off season, because yeah, you're, you're just not going to get a good defensive lineman or no one that's really going to contribute right away from this group, but I was really intrigued here, Chris, to, to see him put running back on the, we think there's good depth at the running back position because every time we talk, right. You know, there's the tier, everyone knows about tier one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Harris, ETN, uh, Williams, those are the tier one guys. But after that, it really does feel like there's a big drop off. And I was looking at this in the athletics top 100 big board. There are only five running backs in this class, even in the top 100 yeah. of the athletics consensus big board. And the, the last two, are I believe Kenneth Gainwell and, and Michael Carter and Carter comes in at like 71 and Gainwell's like 94. Yeah. It's a very, you know, you, you usually look at other classes and there are, there's a group in between, you know, the fifties and the sixties, there's no group there. There's no, no group like that this year It's a drop-off. So interesting to see the Steelers put in there as, as a, as a deep group at running back. Uh, and again, that could also be a smoke screen because yeah. I, and, and I think it, 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 it very well be the most intentional of these, of the smoke screens to say like, Hey, I don't want y'all to figure this out. You know, I, I, I don't want y'all to, uh, to, to, to hop on running back because we've seen what happens when William Jackson and Artie Burns is, is, is a thing. So I, I could totally see them. Right. Right. I, right. I, I could totally see them right now being like, Hey, let's let, let's just keep it plain, keep it out there. And then the hope is you get your Najee Harris or your Travis Etienne in the first, and then we're dealing with the rest of the story later, because again, running back is the obvious thing. Like nobody, you, you know, I don't care how much you read from, you know, from, from into their comments. It's what, what disproves or proves the comments is when you look at the roster, you're just like, yeah, that's the spot that they need the most help in right now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you know, it's, 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 it's one, a one B with running back and, and you know, that offensive line, right. And no one wants to go into a season with, BJ Finney at, at starter at center and no one wants to go into a season with, you know, whether it's Kalen Balage or Benny Snell or, you know, whoever the running back would be right now. Absolutely not. I think every Steeler fan is on board with that. Right. I mean, you know, most Steeler fans argue between it's no longer, you know, the Steelers have taken players in years past round four, right. That's the running back room mm-hmm. this year. We know every Steeler fan knows it's either going to be round one or round two, which is why I was so intrigued to see them say this was a deep class. Cause I wonder, you know, we've talked about Chris, like who, which pro days they went to, you know, we know Tomlin and Colbert went to Najee Harris. They went to uh, Travis Etienne's pro day. They did not go to Javante Williams. They did go to Trey Sermon. They did go to Chris Evans, right? There was a couple other ones that they went to. I wonder if they consider that tier two group, maybe a little bigger than we do as a, you know, as a, as you know, part of the media, mm-hmm. if they consider like Najee Harris, Etienne, right? If those guys are there at 24, awesome. We'll take one of those guys. But if they don't, maybe they are more comfortable in a round two or three. Cause I don't think they're going to wait till round four again. Maybe they're more comfortable with a Trey Sermon or a Michael Carter or, uh, you know, Kenneth Gainwell 
in like those, you know, the, the, uh, the round two or round three. Maybe they are. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on these other positions because they also said they like the how deep, like they did mention specifically the center position and how they like how deep that class is with guys who could start, which yeah. I thought was a interesting <laughs> quote. But I mean, they also threw linebacker, edge, and corner in there. And, you know, as much as we're talking about the run game and the offense, I'm not sleeping on the defensive prospects in the earlier part of this draft. No, I, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where when you, th- when you think about who could be there, who could be available at 24, that would make you not take a running back. You know, you talked about uh, some of the top corners in this class. I think, I think, you know, maybe a, a Micah Parsons or, uh, you know, Wusu Koromoa, maybe, you know, maybe those are players very early on, but, you know, going into day two, it's hard for you to imagine the Stewarts don't take like a center or a tackle in round two, but you know, what if Asante Samuel falls all the way to 55? I think the Stewarts would, you know, would certainly, take a look there. And I know that there's the kid from, uh, I think Nick Bolton is his name, the kid from uh, Missouri, the linebacker uh, that I know they like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so there, there's definitely some players. Yeah. On that, on that defensive side that in day two, when we're all expecting, okay, this is when it's going to be Quinn Myers. This is when it's going to be Landon Dickerson. This is when it's going to be Creed Humphrey. They could definitely slip in a defender in those spots. Absolutely. Listen, Tony, we could continue to evaluate position after position, but the bottom line is that they, they, they said there were several deep spots deep deep positions where they feel comfortable at you know if if nothing else also they they also seem to back up uh you know mike tomlin said you know we got a guy that people felt was a first rounder and dwayne haskins Mm -hmm. um i I do think there's a sense for them like hey we're we're at least going to give him this year to to see what what he does in training camp and and again this is what i said before is like there's no risk in taking this guy if he if he comes in and he's the schlub or he's the he's the jerk that he looked like he was in Washington, then you cut him and then you're like, okay, we spent no money on that. And uh, but if he turns into the guy that everyone thought he could when he was picked 15th overall, uh, you know, then yay, then your quarterback air problem is solved and and you deal with that. But you know they're gonna take that step and you know them kind of saying that they were okay on uh on quarterback depth this year kind of further proves proves the idea i think that they're not touching the position unless someone like justin fields falls to them in the first yeah we keep hearing this stuff about you know they could take mond in the third round or they you know they could take trask or something like that i'm really not bought in and you know chris i I go to this like you you talked about the depth that they have already at quarterback right you talk about haskins they brought back dobbs you know there are four quarterbacks i guess if they do get if 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 a guy like mond falls them and they like him in the second or third round and and they do end up taking him. I guess they could just cut Dobbs. But we know, like, you know, the even the year you and I covered training camp together, right, where, where Duck was the fourth quarterback, it wasn't like he was getting a rep every day. I mean, there were days that would go by where he wouldn't get a single rep whatsoever. So you have four – they have four quarterbacks today that aren't going to get single rep, you know, that, that maybe not even one of those guys won't get a rep in a practice. And you have to imagine they're going to want to get Haskins as many reps as they can just to see what they have out of the asset. Now you add another, you know, rookie or, a, you know, young guy – into that mix there. I just, again, I just can't see it. I'm with you. I think they skip on quarterback this year. We know next year they have no quarterbacks on the roster. So very easy for them to add some prospects next year. Absolutely. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Tony about something else. They said about the current players on the roster that might impact how next season looks, but we'll take a, we'll take a quick work, a quick, a quick break, excuse me, and talk to our friends at rockauto.com.
Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, so they uh, they also talked about you know people ask like okay you know Villanueva's gone and Steven Nelson's gone, so the, the question was asked all right who are your starting offensive tackles right now and mm-hmm. who is your your right side cornerback? And Mike Tomlin was like all right first of all, like he kind of laughed when that when yeah. that question got asked right he was like okay here we go and he says all right penciling right now we got banner at right tackle a core four at left tackle and cam sutton at right corner yeah. um but then he also immediately said he was like and that means absolutely nothing in april right. which is 100 correct this is why I, i'm like i'm not trying to jump on this train of saying what's what at this point of the year um especially in like when you're looking at like you know what if they draft tevin jenkins in the first round it's a core four or banner the definite start no we don't know we don't know it's too far out which is why he was kind of like i'll say these names because they're here but we don't know what's going to happen right because it's very easy for those guys you know look and i think cam sutton's going to have a role on the defense whether it's at the starting outside corner or in the nickel i think you you know we know he's going to start a core four is a you know he's a bit more of a, a question mark um, you know, even at the left tackle spot, right? Because look, if, if you know, if Eichenberg's the guy in the second round or even the first round, then yeah, guess what? Okorafor has some competition there. And while he may be penciled in the starter today, that, you know, could certainly change throughout training camp. And, and at corner, same thing, right? You know, Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes, those guys, even Asante Samuel could push um, Sutton in those spots. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, because if you had asked, like, you know, no one asked him today, but, you know, if you had asked him today, who's the starting running back, which I think they probably should have asked, because mm-hmm. that should have been another one, right? Where, is, where does Kalen Balaj fit in today? Although, you know, the Steelers usually uh, let their the guys that are already on the roster get the first crack at the starting gig. Of course. Uh, so probably that he would have said Benny Snell in that case. But same thing, right? Oh, yeah, Benny Snell's the starter today. Guess who won't be the starter on day one? Benny Snell. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. So quarter four gets the first crack at it, uh, as does Sutton. And Sutton probably more stable there, but but a quarter four is probably going to get some competition here in a couple days. But, see, that's the interesting thing about the tackle position is that a core four played right pretty much all the last year, mm-hmm. switching over to left. I think it makes sense because a core four, with the way that he looks in, in 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 the tape that I've seen him in college and in the pros, he's very he has very quick feet to get back into his pass pro sets. He has the long arms to engage you and protect the quarterback, but he's not he hasn't shown the nasty to bury people in the run game. And we still right. haven't seen that with two years into his NFL career or three years, however long it's been. Um, but 
we haven't seen that from him. And so left tackle is like, all right, your your job is primarily to protect Ben's mm-hmm. uh, Ben's blind side. Just make sure he don't get clipped. Banner, you go be the the, the Hulk. You know, you know, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be the Hulk. Go go be the the run blocking guy. And yeah. it, and, and that makes sense to me. It, 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 it makes sense. I think that they're they have a good idea what they want to do here. But again, this could get shaken up. You know, if, if, if you know Spencer Brown's a guy, if they get him in the second or third round, immediately either one of those guys' jobs could be on the line. I mean, what a monster that kid is. Um, you know, and, and yeah, and I think, um, you know, it, what the Steelers have not done, I think they have to add a tackle at some point in this draft because, you know, Tom Lynn always talks about, you know, two dogs, one bone, right? Wanting, yeah. and what he wants is competition, right? Because yep. competition brings out the best. I look at the roster today, and while we can all pencil in who's the starter, right? The one thing I can't do, especially at tackle, is really pencil in any competition. For those guys, right? Who's really going to be on this roster today pushing Chooks for that left tackle spot or even pushing Banner yeah. for that right tackle spot? You know, you have Haig there, who I guess can play every spot, but probably, I guess, better as a guard than a tackle. So he's going to be pushing Dotson potentially. Um, or, you know, Finney, I guess, if he's no longer the center, can be pushing for a guard spot. But I just look at that tackle, the tackle spot right now for the Steelers, and I just think there's not really a guy who's going to be pushing those guys, which is why I think. You know, whether it's round two, round three, potentially even round one, I think one of those picks has to be a tackle just for, again, just even if it's not for a starter, push those guys to bring out the best in them in training camp. No, I agree. I think that that that's, you know, that iron sharpens iron. That's something that Mike Tomlin has said for a long time. Um, I really think that that, and and that's real, you know, when you're in training camp, you know, when you're, when you're young and you're having to fight for your spot, it, it, it brings something out of you. Because then you you know you got to get there early. You got to beat the other guy to to the practice. Then you got to beat the other guy in the drill. Then you got to beat the other guy in the reps. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that that's a that's a motivating factor that's right there for you. And and I know some people are gonna say like, well, you should be motivated anyway. Like, yeah, but not everyone is wired that way. And most people aren't wired the way where you you just do everything on your own without any pr- provocation. Um, you know, and, yeah, and, and competition breeds the, you know, breeds that, right. It's the, you exactly. know, go, you know, I mean, you know, use the Michael Jordan documentary, right. He took every little thing is like, Oh, that's a slight on me. Now it's a competition between you and I. And so guess what now, you know, I, you know, his, his line, I took that personally, right. You try and what that's what Tomlin tried to do is bring that out of every player, no matter if you have that in you to bring everything personally, that's great. But if you don't, I'm going to get, I'm going to put someone next to you trying to take your spot to bring that out of you. Um, and I think it's, it's one of Tomlin's best qualities as a coach. Yeah, I think I think it's it's something that he does very well. And I mean, again, you know, it's something that you know, uh, you know, an analogy from boxing. Teddy Atlas has this saying where it's like, you know, the the hardest it, it's real hard for a boxer to get up and run at five in the morning when you're waking up in silk sheets because. Mm-hmm. When you're working, when you're working hard, it's, you know, when you wake up in that lumpy bed or just a regular bed and you're like, you're like, I got it. I got to go out and I got to get to work because I got to be the best. And I got to get to the point where I got silk sheets and I'm living in the house that I want and I've got everything I want in life. But when you're, you know, but when you get, then it's, it's a lot harder because it's like now I want to enjoy those things. And that's tough to do. Uh, And the same thing goes for when simply winning a job in NFL camp, you know, when you're not that it's hard to get up, but it's much, you're much more motivated, motivated by the fact I have to beat this guy over here. I have to be better than this guy. And and he's bringing something to the table. And then even 
even you know outside of just the motivation watching them sometimes you learn something from your competition it's like you know what i haven't incorporated this into my game mm-hmm. what if i do this you know i'm i cover pit football one of the things is they they're, they're having a running back competition themselves for who's going to start and one of the guys who's being pushed by or one of the guys who's pushing the starter is being taught by the starter hey this is how you protect better in pass pro and they're helping each other and they're pushing each other that's the kind of stuff that happens in the nfl too so I'm interested to see there. I'm right with you, though. They need to get a guy, even if he's not a guaranteed starter, he's someone that Banner and Chutes can look behind them and say, all right, we see him in our rearview mirror. We got to push it. Yep, absolutely. I think it, it's a necessity here because, you know, like, look, and and Tomlin talked about it, right? You know, Colbert said, I think when he was at, when they were asked about how do you fix a running game, you know, Colbert said the running game starts up front. Right? We got we to fix the offensive line. And, and Tomlin talked about, you know, the improvements that this team's going to make you know, not just by the acquisition of players, right? We all think as fans, like, okay, this team is going to get better up front because they're going to change out the players. They're going to add a running back. They're going to change out offensive linemen. But there's a lot of schematic stuff. And we know Matt Canada's coming in with a new offense. We'll see how different it is. Um, But, you know, you have to imagine a big part of what he's going to want to do as offensive coordinator is get this running game back up and running because, boy, they were so bad last year. Yeah. Um, It has to be a key concern. Um, Yeah, I wanted to, before we go, I wanted to 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 get a chance to talk for you to talk about the cornerback position a little bit more because he also said Cam Sutton's the starter out there. Mm-hmm. But did he mention anyone else? Did, is there is there another player he might another current player on the roster he might have mentioned? Well, I mean, he didn't bring up Justin Lane, um, who no. you know was arrested uh, one, and wasn't the one I was thinking about. Maybe another guy in that room. <laughs> <laughs> Mike okay. Tomlin is okay. a part. Of the he, he you know Mike Tomlin jumped on board today okay he you know it's it's weird that he had to do like this whole press conference like you know oh, we're gonna do draft stuff Re- what Mike Tomlin really wanted to get off his chest today is he is a member he is on board the James Pierre hype train here's what he said here's what he said Chris this is a quote this is a quote as the season wore on we got more comfortable with what we saw from Pierre he's moving in the right direction and Colbert called him a quote young ascending player now again like we were talking about in earlier segments chris they don't again you don't want to give away the farm here right you know they're trying to you know trying to hold back their cards as much as they can what i'm reading there chris correct me if i'm wrong is what they think is they've got a future all pro slash hall of fame player in james pierre on the roster you know they made it out like oh you know cutting steven nelson was a salary cap concern and sure yeah whatever salary cap went down this year what they really knew is that we got this young kid we got to get him playing time get steven nelson out the building James Pierre, future starter. Totally. Good luck, Cam Sutton, holding on to that right corner spot. You'll be better in the nickel because this, this, we, they basically have Pierre Island coming here. Pierre in, Island. In, in, we Pierre have a, Island in September. So, do you take the hype train to Pierre Island? Yeah, you, yeah. It's a one way. It's a one. It's, it's a, it's a one way stop. Absolutely. Stop. Absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, you know, I'm debating whether I should go to training camp this year. Hopefully, it's open. But I think I have to. I think I have to to support my boy James Pierre in training camp this year i think i at least have to go for a weekend so i'll My see you goodness. there you are you sir <laughs> you cannot be outdone no one no one no one finds the guy and creates the hype better than tinfoil hat Woo! tony serrito here on the lockdown steelers i don't need many snaps you know with, with duck it was what how many how many passes did he throw that first practice couldn't have been more than 11 right and with james pierre last year it was it was 11 reps so that's about the sweet spot for me you give me you show me 11 plays from a player i'll let you know i'll let you know uh, good bat <laughs> I'm going to stop him before he says even more crazy things right here on this podcast. Tony, 
thanks so much for coming on the show as always we always love and appreciate how you come on the tuesday show and get it live with us please uh please let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on AFC North Talk. It's a roundtable show on YouTube all about the AFC North. So give that a search on YouTube. We are live on Tuesdays, 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. I also have a YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Serino. I'm going to be live on Thursday and Friday this week. So I'll be live during the draft. So check me out there as well. I'm going to hope to get Chris on the show for one of those days. Uh, so check that out. And uh, yeah, of course, you can find me here every Tuesday, Locked on Steelers with my friend Chris. Love doing it. Awesome, awesome, man. Do follow Tony. He's the man. He, he does so much. Um, and it, you, you see how funny he is in this show? He's fun like that everywhere. So do ch- ch- turn into him or tune into him. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and do subscribe to, to my place I write, right? DKPittsburghSports.com and also to DK Sports Radio. Uh, we do, I write, I podcast for them as well. I do, I cover pit football, pit basketball, the Steelers, the NFL draft, so many different forms of content all right there on their website. Check all of that out. Also, if you're enjoying the Locked on Steelers podcast, rate us five stars, leave us a positive comment. Doing so with both, uh, doing both of those things at the same time gets you a shout out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We're back tomorrow with Dean and Josh for the Wednesday edition of the Locked on NFL or the Locked on Steelers podcast. Man, I'm all over the place.